Welcome to the Magic and Alchemy podcast, where we talk about witchcraft, setting intentions, forgotten folklore, and mythology. Created by Tamed Wild, magicandalchemy.com is a collection of stories, rituals, and articles crafted by a variety of creators and writers, including myself, Kristen Lisenby, and my co-host, Kate Ballou. Hello, and welcome back to the Magic and Alchemy podcast. I'm Kristen Lisenby. And I'm Kate Ballou. Uh, Listeners, it's so great to be here together, and we hope that you are having a great summer. We're looking forward and already planning uh, to season three, but for a little bit of summer magic today, we have a very special interview for you. That's right. Today we have one of our favorite people back on the podcast to talk about what's in the stars for summer. That's right. Marissa Cottrell is here today. Riss Cottrell is a shadow work coach, published author, speaker, and ceremonial facilitator. She is passionate about helping people hack the inner workings of their minds and befriend the shadows that prevent them from reaching their highest potentials. Riss, the house astrologer for Tamed Wild, draws upon mythology and the language of the stars for guidance, symbolism, and insight into healing and personal development. You can find her speaking, coaching, and offering readings at retreats, conferences, ceremonies, and more. And you can also find her work. Uh, We will link all of the beautiful links in our show notes. Um, Hi, Riss. Hi, thank you so much for having me on the podcast again. Yeah, thanks for being here today. So good to see you. So good to see you guys too. And happy Solstice Eve. Happy Solstice Eve to all of you as well. So much magic happening right now. I know, you'll be listening to this later, friends, but that's okay. It's uh, imbued with Solstice magic, the conversation. (laughs) I think it was like in January, um, which feels like so long ago when we last spoke, Riss. I think it was um, episode 47. We were talking about Aquarius season and shadow work for the dark months. And I think we even talked about some of our favorite stories and archetypes. But I'm curious, like, what's on your mind right now? Like, what energies are you working with uh, for the summer? Yeah, I think that it's so fitting that we're actually meeting now because I know the last time that we met, we were kind of moving through that Aquarian sort of winter dark vibe. And now we're headed into the opposite um, sign on the zodiac wheel of Aquarius, which is Leo and is very connected to like solar energy, the sun and summer. And so um, I love how we're meeting at a time where, you know, we're kind of opposite on that wheel. Um, so my practice is personally always ebbing and flowing just like everybody else's is, and that's what makes it so beautiful. Um, and during Gemini season, I think I, I really worked a lot with duality. That was actually something that came up a lot for me, especially because I think that, um, 
we Gemini gets such a bad rep Mm -hmm. um, because of its duality. (laughs) Sorry, Gemini listeners. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Gemini listeners. Yeah. Yeah. And you're not alone in that. I mean, Virgo and Scorpio get bad reps too. It's just, but honestly, it's, I think, I think that it's easy to kind of um, pick on uh, Gemini for its duality because it actually reflects how we feel uncomfortable about our own duality and not letting ourselves actually have different parts of ourselves that um, are so in contrast to one another. And so I think that Gemini season is so beautiful and it's so important to recognize and honor that uh, duality within us. <clears throat> and so For me, I've been working with uh, specifically the divine masculine and feminine energies, um, as well as parts work. Um, I did some parts work in a ceremony, in a a Gemini ceremony. Um, And so that's really been a big piece of my magic as we kind of move into the summer. Um, And then as we moved into cancer season, I've been really working with the mother archetype quite a bit, which can be so deeply healing. I have so many words about that. And I actually have a um, a workshop recording on healing the mother wound on my website that I really recommend um, just because even if you have like, um, no matter if you have like a really good relationship with your mother or not, or, you know, your mother is no longer here or, you know, whatever it is, um, the archetype of the mother is always living inside of us. And we're always, um, it's always there to work with. And it's so deeply healing and so important to work with it in order to foster like the nurturer, the, um, the caretaker and the support inside of us that we really, really need. Um, and it's also great for just learning how to trust a little bit more, like knowing that you're always connected to something bigger that's taking care of you. And so, um, the mother archetype has been really important during cancer season as well. Um, And then during Litha, I focused on solar energy quite a bit. Um, So this Sabbath has so much to do with the sun. I actually released an article about this on my website if anybody's interested in checking it out. Um, it's really, it's really great to work with this energy, um, during that time. And so what that looks like is reflecting on what feeds my life force, vitality, mission in life, identity, what helps me to feel like I'm shining. Um, and so that can really be incorporated into, uh, the magical practice as well. And that's something I've been working with too. Um, and then as Lamas approaches, I'll probably also be working with that Jupiter abundance energy as well, um, all the while incorporating all of like the herbs and crystals and candles uh, during my meditations and rituals and all of that. Riss, you just mentioned parts work. What, what does that mean? I've never heard that term before. I love parts work. Okay, <laughs> so... <laughs> It's so important. Um, So parts work is essentially um, a practice where you allow yourself to communicate to all of the different 
parts of you. So it's really important because we can have a part of us that wants one thing and a part of us that wants another. Mm -hmm. And while this is such a normal human experience, and this is like one branch, one, one way, one example of parts work, while it's like really normal to have very different sides of us, we often like shame ourselves or judge ourselves for having these different sides or having these different parts. And so, um, if you want to get like really into it, um, really what it comes down to is, and this can also, I guess, like tie into shadow work a little bit, but shadow work is like a process of becoming whole. And the idea is that, um, you start out as like a whole person. And then as you move through life, you fragment into different sides of yourself. Once you no longer feel like acceptable or, um, you know, like accepted as your authentic self. And so this causes fragments in the personality that want different things for different reasons. And Mm. so it's being able to talk to those parts of you so that you get clarity around what those different things want. What like, it's kind of like um, each part of you has its own agenda, has its own preferences, has its own desires. And so it's allowing yourself to integrate those parts into a whole. So it's like an all team meeting. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's like an all-team meeting for yourself. <laughs> I need one of those. <laughs> All right, Kate, we're checking in. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I love, love that. I love that idea, though, because I feel like I guess I work with a similar concept a lot of times. Like when I talk about like wanting to call home the inner child and like work with the inner child for a project or just because I feel called to do so. Um, but yeah, I'll usually like create a ritual that involves me calling home the inner child. And I guess I never really put that together that that would fall into parts work. Mm. Yeah. It's basically just like the different parts of you Mm -hmm. that you, that you work to understand more deeply and integrate. And risk too, you mentioned Jupiter and the abundance of Jupiter. Do you have any kind of like insights into how to work with that energy? Yeah, I honestly have not looked at the chart for Lamas yet. So I don't even know what Jupiter is doing. But typically what I would do mm-hmm. is look at what Jupiter is doing in the chart um, and just kind of see what the energies are at play. And like my personal practice is looking at um, – like just how it's communicating to other planets, other signs, what the, what houses are involved, and then allowing myself to like reflect and do my own journaling or do my own meditations on what those things represent. Um, but that Jupiter, I mean, Jupiter is so connected to abundance. It's the largest planet in our solar system. And so it's connected to this very abundant, very giving, very jubilous kind of energy. Um, And so we can kind of like weave that into Lamas, which is really like celebrating the abundance. So we're just about to enter Leo season. Happy birthday, Lions. Uh, So what does that mean for our magical practices and how can we tap into this fiery energy and I don't know, how can it support us? Great question. I love this question. Um, Leo season is all about confidence, courage, strength, sovereignty. Um, I actually have a recording of an inner sovereignty workshop as well that I did on my website. 
Um, it's also all about creativity, the child, talent, performance, um, leadership, and um, very importantly, it also is connected to the heart. Um, Leo has a very uh, generous kind of energy. It's very, very deeply connected to, to heart energy. Um, and so from a personal development perspective, this is a, a really great time to work on your confidence and stepping into your power and really claiming your sovereignty. It's a time to claim your talents and where you shine the most. Um, so that's that's definitely connected to that solar kind of energy. The sun um, rules Leo. And to let yourself be seen and heard. And this is a topic that I think um, goes pretty deep because most people actually have a lot of resistance and blockage to being seen and heard for a lot of different reasons. Um, And so this can also be a really great time to do shadow work around those things um, and really diving into what shadows prevent you from truly being confident and stepping into your power and being seen in your vibrant light. Um, So it's a great time to focus on all of those things and also really making sure that you're celebrating and recognizing the abundance in your life Um, and noticing when you feel a heightened sense of confidence and and celebrating that. I think that um, especially in personal development work and our magical sort of practices, we can get stuck um, on like the reflection and journaling and and development sort of wheel. And I think that it's important to also make space for just noticing when you are feeling confident and when you are shining and when you do feel comfortable being seen and heard and celebrating those times as well and really allowing yourself to receive that and take that in as opposed to just glossing over it. Because I think that's something that our society does as well is like when we've accomplished something or we receive a compliment or something feels good, we don't actually like stop and breathe it in and take it and take it in fully. And so mm-hmm. I think that during this time, it would be a really, really great thing um, to celebrate all of the ways that you do show up with your solar energy. Um, and then in our magical practices, this is also a great time to really focus on the heart chakra and work on opening, healing, and loving. Um, so we can do healing work, shadow work, and ritual around the heart chakra. We can um, take care to eat green foods, keep green, uh, keep around uh, green crystals, um, either you know, like in our pockets or in our our personal spaces, um, because green is associated with the the heart chakra. Um, also rose quartz would be really good to work with during this time, um, Mm -hmm. just to sort of symbolize that heart energy and, um, working with herbs such as hawthorn, rose, motherwort can be useful as well. Um, of course, before you do anything with herbs, please, please educate yourself, of course, and please make sure that you're not, um, doing anything that doesn't agree with your body or, you know, anything of that sort. So, um, but yeah, we can use herbs, crystals, and candles that symbolize solar energy and, and confidence and, and all of those, um, really, uh, solar focused, uh, things. It reminds me of that beautiful quote about the sun. Um, and I'm going to totally butcher it, but it's, um, like the sun doesn't stop to ask if it's shining bright enough. Mm -hmm. Like it just burns and burns and burns in this sort of like celebration of the solar. It's so present too, you know? Mm -hmm. I love that you brought that in. Um, actually I, I worked with a, a coach for, 
a long time. And she always referred to the sun as like the divine masculine presence. And I want to also state that I want to acknowledge that gender is like a spectrum and this is purely symbolism. Um, But she always referred to as the sun being this divine masculine symbolism around like it doesn't try. It has, it doesn't have to try to burn and shine and be seen. It just is because it's present that way. Um, So I love that you brought that in. It's definitely something that like a lot of listeners reach out to Kristen and I about. Mm hmm. Um, and so before this call to Riss, you mentioned Lionsgate. So can you speak a little bit more about this this time? Yeah, definitely. My brother's birthday is actually on Lionsgate, which oh, is, happy birthday. I think, <laughs> <laughs> so I think that that's a really, you know, really cool birthday to have. But Lionsgate portal happens every year on August 8th, and it's a significant time in numerology. Um, So eight is the number of achievements and material wealth. And during this time, the star Sirius, Orion's belt, and the earth all line up. And this is said to be a heightened time of manifestation. So people definitely like to work with this energy in order to call things into their lives. Can I ask if you have any plans for Lionsgate? I don't have plans for Lionsgate. And last year I did a ceremony for it. So I I might do, I might do a ceremony for it. But um, to be honest with you, I don't, I don't do a ton of manifestation work with Lionsgate. And I did it last year because it fell on a new moon. So Mm -hmm. that was like really important to me. Um, it felt like a total portal. Mm-hmm. Um, but personally, I don't do a ton of work on Lionsgate, but it, it is um, notable for a lot of people who follow astrology and love astrology and also really resonate with the Leo archetype and that date. I want to go like read more about the star Sirius now and, and the myth behind that. Yeah, that would be really cool to look into. Beyond um, Lionsgate and the sun entering Leo, are there any other upcoming cosmic alignments that us witches should know about? Always. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, so yeah, so the sun enters Leo on the 22nd. Um, The new moon in Leo is on the 28th. Jupiter goes retrograde on the 28th, which is actually really interesting timing, I think, um, just in terms of like what we talked about before with Jupiter being linked to that abundant sort of energy. Mm-hmm. And we get to sort of like celebrate that as um, we approach Lamas and then it goes retrograde. <clears throat> so that's definitely a time of reflection on what Jupiter has to offer and all of its all of its symbolism. Um, Mercury enters Virgo on August 4th. Venus enters Leo on August 11th. Um, and then the full moon in Aquarius is on August 11th as well. And Mars in Gemini, um, Mars enters Gemini on August 20th. And then the sun goes into Virgo on the 22nd. It's a lot of dates there writing these down. I know. I was just going to say I need to like re-listen and then add to my (laughs) calendar. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I feel like astrology is a language of dates. 
It Mm. is. Numbers, all that stuff. So you know probably better than anyone, Riss, you know, we're all magical beings with practices that wax and wane just like the moon. So how is your practice changing and evolving right now? Oh my gosh. It's always changing and evolving. Um, And I really, really love this question, especially because one thing that I like to, um, to kind of talk about is I love that we follow the cycles and seasons of nature, whether that's, you know, the seasons here on earth or the astrological seasons. Um, and you know, we, we all know that there's like a certain time for, for certain things, like the weather gets warmer and we celebrate certain things. The weather gets cooler and we celebrate certain things. However, I always urge people and especially my one-on-one clients to get really familiar with their own cycles and seasons within them as well as they move through the outer. And so I think it's I think it's really beautiful to actually learn about your inner seasons and how they change in relation to the outer seasons. So for me, like a lot of people really enjoy summer. Um, This is a time where people go out a lot um, and, you know, they do activities, they're outside. This is a time to socialize. Um, For me, I actually have a really hard time with solar energy. I don't know if it's because I'm a Cancer moon and I've got that lunar thing going on. I'm not sure. But um, I have always had a hard time with um, the sun. It feels very aggressive to me. The heat is like really difficult for me. And so for me, this is actually a time where I retreat a little bit. And typically, I think people really... um, they kind of irk a little bit. They kind of shy away when they hear that, you know, darker days are, are coming. Um, but for me, I always tend to look forward to that period of time. And so I might be incorporating, for me, um, just more of those like winter gods and goddesses into my practice, um, just kind of calling in more um, winter, snow, um, cold kind of energy as we move through the summer. Um, but my practice also always, always ties into my shadow work, um, practice as well. So, um, right now I'm really focusing on being seen, which is that solar energy, which is really interesting because I just mentioned to you that I, I personally struggle with that solar energy. Um, and so one thing that has come up for me is allowing myself to be seen and allowing myself to shine and allowing myself to, um, bring all of myself, right? Like you said, Kate, like the, the sun just shines. It doesn't apologize for shining. It just shines. And if you don't like the sun, then you don't like the sun, right? Like it doesn't apologize for that. Um, (laughs) and so I think that that is something that's a really deep shadow work practice for me as I really kind of embrace um, this solar energy in my own way. So for me, that means, um, yeah, doing that work around not apologizing for shining and bringing all of myself, um, to, um, to my clients, to my ceremonies, to my friendships, to relationships in general, um, and, and really allowing myself to embrace that way. So that's really kind of what I'm moving through right now, which has been very, very healing. So for folks looking to do some summertime shadow work, Riss, what what might that look like? 
Yeah. So as I've mentioned before, summertime is a celebration of the sun. Um, However, when we allow ourselves to celebrate this, um, when we actually let ourselves be joyous and we let ourselves shine, that's also when we will probably meet the resistance that we have to what the solar energy kind of has to offer. Um, And so again, this is like really allowing ourselves um, to feel that joy and to be seen, um, but also noticing when patterns are showing up, noticing when, especially as we move through cancer season, like as we embrace shining and as we embrace that solar energy, like noticing if there's any patterns coming up, noticing if there's any uh, emotion coming up and letting yourself um, just sit with that and nurture that and heal that and listen to that and and really be present with it um, so that you know you can you can sort of like show up for yourself in that in that way. Um, so I think that that is is definitely really important. Um, but we can also kind of take a look at um, meeting the resistance that we have to. Uh, embracing our life force as well or our mission in life. Like I hear just as an astrologer, I mean, this comes up in my shadow work containers as well. Um, but as an astrologer, one thing that I hear a lot from people is that they feel disconnected from a mission in life or a purpose in life, um, or they don't know who they are. There's kind of like that lack of identity there. Um, and so the soul, the, the solar energy is really connected to identity in more of like an ego based sort of way, um, which is not, you know, a bad thing at all. I know in the spiritual community, we tend to demonize ego a little bit, but um, I don't think that that is necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think that that can be quite damaging. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I think that it's important to embrace that side of yourself um, and to really get curious. Like if you have um, maybe some tension coming up around mission or tension coming up around identity or shining your authentic light, um, like just allowing yourself to sit with that and do some shadow work around that. Um, so really diving into um, also fears around personal authority. Um, all of these things kind of fall under the the solar energy. Um, and it's our relationship to these things that we can do shadow work on. So our relationship to identity, like, like if you feel like you don't, um, you, you're not clear on what your identity is, what is your relationship to that? And what are you making it mean about yourself that that is potentially not defined, you know? So it's like allowing yourself to like hold your truth when it comes up, like, okay, this part of me doesn't totally feel defined or I feel resistance around that. And just letting yourself sit with it and notice how you respond to that and how you hold that. Um, So this is a really great time to just focus on what the sun symbolizes and our relationship to what the sun symbolizes. Um, And if we can meet the parts of ourselves that don't feel like we actually know who we are, um, we can dive into why that is. Um, Common reasons are people-pleasing, self-sacrifice, not trusting yourself, 
Um, so we can meet all of the parts of us that really struggle to be seen. And this is where, you know, parts work is so important. Um, we can meet those parts of us that struggle to be seen and dive into why that is. Um, and just allowing ourselves to integrate fragmented parts of ourselves so we can come back into a whole being. Um, and we can also focus on themes involving lamas as well, which is, um, like we said before, the abundance mindset. So we can do shadow work around where we're in poverty or scarcity mode. Um, and is this a pattern that's impacting your life? You know, like how is this, how is this playing a role in your life? Um, and just kind of doing some healing work around why the poverty or scarcity mode might be coming up for you um, and how it's um, impacting our happiness, drive, and willpower. So that's that's the solar quality coming in around like, <clears throat> how is this impacting my willpower? How is it impacting my ability to shine? Um, so we can really play with all of those themes. And it sounds like Jupiter coming up again too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. These are all really great, like shadow work prompts or like, you know what I mean? Like journaling questions that I think would be great for anyone um, wanting to dive into shadow work too. Um, Cause I know sometimes when you think about these things, you think about them and then they're gone. But if you write them down, um, it can be really helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm definitely a huge um, advocate for journaling prompts and, Mm -hmm. um, my clients, uh, my coaching clients always get a ton of journaling prompts too. So always an advocate for that. Yeah. Well, I know we're running low on time, but I would love to know if you have any like upcoming projects that you're excited about. Um, speaking of journaling, I know that a while back you were working on a shadow work journal. So is that still in the works? Yeah, the journal has actually kind of morphed into a workbook oh, <laughs> that cool. I've been gradually, yeah, that I've been gradually working on. Um, so it's been, I've been taking my time working on that because there have just been some other things that have taken priority, but it's definitely taken on more of like a guide to help people explore their inner landscape as we move through the outer cycles and seasons. Um, So I'm really excited about that. Um, I've started to really focus a lot more on my blog, which is on my website, as well as my newsletter. Um, And this has been a really awesome project to work on. I'm having a lot of fun with it. Um, So I've I've started to make like guided meditations, um, different articles and journaling projects. Prompts um, that can be that are available on my website, but also go out through my newsletter. Um, and then, if you join my newsletter, you get like additional journaling, additional journaling prompts. Um, so, if you want to sign up for that, definitely make sure to sign up on my on my website. But um, that's been an awesome project that I've been having a ton of fun with, um, and it's also been helping me. Um, helping me do my own shadow work as well, because, you know, like I've had to sort of like allow myself to be seen. It kind of feels a little, um, I I definitely felt a little bit resistance, um, recording these guided meditations and posting them on YouTube, but 
I decided to just let myself be seen in that way. And that's been actually really beautiful and really healing. So, um, and then also I have, uh, such a beautiful community that comes together for each full and new moon. Um, I host online ceremonies where we really dive deep into the astrology for each, um, lunar cycle and we support each other in our personal development. It's a really beautiful community where it's such a safe space to, um, really dive into yourself and ask those deeper questions and also celebrate yourself, um, so I've, I've kind of wanted to get a little bit more formal and intentional around my community that has formed, um, especially cause I've been doing this for so long. Um, and so I've been kind of toying with, um, creating a membership and, uh, putting, putting that into motion as well as a, a, a private Facebook group, um, for this community that really works with the, the outer and inner seasons of life. So many amazing offerings. So exciting. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. <laughs> I love the newsletter, by the way. It looks mm-hmm. looks great. <laughs> I'm so glad that you love it. <laughs> um, and then where can our listeners find your work? Yeah, so um, I have my website, www.marissacottrell.com. Um, I'm also very active on Instagram. My handle is at all my ancestors. Um, I have a YouTube channel that's all my, it's called all my ancestors. Um, and there you can find some of my YouTube shorts as well as my guided meditations. I also have a lot of videos on astrology and other things on my YouTube channel that you can check out. Um, I've got a TikTok, which is um, at all underscore my underscore ancestors. And then uh, lastly, I also write the moon musing section for uh, Tamed Wild. So um, you can find that on tamedwild.com. Thank you so much, Riss and listeners, for joining us today on Magic and Alchemy, a podcast from Tamed Wild. Again, we're Kate Ballou and Kristen Lizenby. You can find us online at K8Ballou and at East and Alchemy. Send us all of your questions, comments, or just say hello via email at podcast at tamedwild.com. You can view all the amazing offerings from Tamed Wild on their Instagram, at Tamed Wild, or on the blog, magicandalchemy.com. Have a wonderful summer, witches. Tune in to our next special summer episode in August, and then we'll be back in September, just in time for the fall equinox. Just a reminder that magic and alchemy are always available to those who know where to look for it. So mode it be or something better. Until next time.